What did you say? Say it again. Later this week with Coco and Friends. That was my bite. I needed that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I made it sound like a question. Later this week with Coco and Friends. Later this week with Coco and Friends. With Coco and Friends. <laughs> Le fond du vent comme les éoliennes à l'ancienne Comme à l'époque des parties dans les blocs en cool air que bombata Donner la vie où il faut les valeurs de base Hi Hello there I can hear you It's a marvel of technology we're going through right now We're experiencing, you know, something amazing right now Yeah My chair is vibrating too <laughs> How's it going, Fran? I don't know. Um, what are you cooking over there? It smells like I, I smell dinner. I'm baking some salmon right now. Some honey garlic Dijon salmon. Fuck. With a secret ingredient. <laughs> Butters- Butterscotch. No, no, no. My sister and I, we were actually talking about this. And I love adding anchovies. Especially when it's like the anchovy paste. Um two things whether if i'm whether i'm making a salad dressing or some kind of a marinade i think it's that that little bit of what do you call it umami mm, it's so good it really is so i've added it to it and i'm excited i love that you brought that up almost on cue like we planned it i just had a conversation this weekend about people who hate anchovies for real I, don't be shocked, okay? First of all, I know more, I have met more people in my life that don't like them than do like them. That's why when I meet someone, I'm like, and it's even shocking sometimes because I've met Middle Eastern and Southern Italian people who hate anchovies. That's so bizarre. I remember growing up whenever my mom used to make, you know, her Lebanese versions of pizza. She would always make um, an, a, a pizza for my father that included like green pepper, tomato and anchovies, right? And I used to avoid eating that because I just never, I had tried it as a kid and I never really liked anchovies. But as I got older, when my mom would make that pizza, that was the one that I would go for all the time. I loved that saltiness that you get. Mm-hmm. So good. You're going to have angry people listening. Good. They're going to be like, I, because I was just talking, I swear, literally two days ago, was just talking to some friends and I was saying in Southern Italy, there's this pizza you could get down with when I tell you. They take anchovies. They take a ton of anchovies. They actually knead them into the dough. Oh, come on. Yep. And then they, they make the pizza, but the pizza, the top of the pizza is just like light sauce and onion. And it literally is like, you're done. I'm done listening. Let's go get some. <laughs> Can I tell you, I grew up eating anchovies on, bre- on bread, a nice. little bit of olive oil, because, you know, they're already in olive oil. Yep. Little, little anchovy, a, a fresh piece of bread and a glass of wine. That's dinner. That's delicious. I'm telling you, if, if people who haven't had it need to give it a, a second or, or have tried it and they didn't like it when they were younger or whatever, need to give it a second chance. It truly is delicious. Especially if especially if you use it in like the paste form because you can kind of hide it in things and it, it, it gives that that je ne sais quoi but it's it's so good. It it truly is delicious. I've I've made salads, uh, salad dressings for for friends who have come over for dinner and they you know, they fall in love with the salad dressing. And depending on who it is, sometimes I tell them what's in it. Other times I don't. I'm, no. al- I'm, I'm always um, aware of food allergies, obviously. But, um, but they're surprised that there's a little bit of anchovies and it tastes delicious. It's mm-hmm. delicious. I have a friend who has a brother who swears that he has fish allergies, mm. but she swears he doesn't. So every time he, like anyone makes any seafood that's like kind of buried into a a meal, she's like, don't tell him because she's like, I've watched him for years eat all kinds of shellfish and has never, he doesn't know, he doesn't know he's eating it and he has no allergy. 
So they literally, he and his wife hate seafood. And they, one day were talking to me about how their favorite salad dressing is Caesar dressing. And I said, 98, I promise you 98%, even like the big box restaurants, like the chain restaurants will use anchovy in the dressing. Yeah. I promise you. Exactly. I will also make a very controversial statement. Do it. And I'm warning you. I'm always concerned and worried when I meet heterosexual men who do not like anchovies. (laughs) Why? (laughs) You're so gross. Listen, if a woman smells like that, there's a different problem. There's a different problem. Wait, wait. Can I just tell you about the? Can we just address that and then we'll move on? I promise. <laughs> that is so not true, ever. Like I don't know where that came from. That women, that like the joke about fish and all. Like I don't know where. I don't know where that came from either. I'll tell you where it came from. Some gay dude made that up, <laughs> guaranteed. But it's always synonymous. Guys who don't want to go down on women—that's their reasoning. Enough about Caribbean men. <laughs> oh Christ! Alrighty, subject change. So, actually, before we go into the meat of our episode, which mm, you delight- said meat, <laughs> I said meat. <laughs> um, it's. I have some pet peeves. Like for real. So I was, I, I've been working my, my uh, pharmacy shifts and it was a slow night on Monday. So it, I had the opportunity to write down a few things <laughs> that I've been observing. Ah, one of them. And I see this all the time, not just as someone who works in retail, but as a consumer as well. When I go into a grocery store or whatever, and I've used one of those small little handheld uh, baskets, people who don't know how to stack the baskets properly, they stack it like a fucking asshole. They'll put it in the little, you know, they'll put it in the little cubby or on top of another one and they'll keep the the handle bent so no one else can put anything on top of it or it's crooked like it just makes it so much more difficult and annoying for the next person to stack their basket i see that all the time people stop doing that seriously my next pet peeve non-verbal assholes at the register like I get it we all are wearing our masks now but that what happened to the niceties when someone greets you when someone talks to you or asks a question like I get head shakes I get grunts I get all of this shit and I'm just like where where am I where am I truly next one people who talk on the phone while they're at the register no, seriously, I hate that so much. I, I, I don't understand why anyone thinks that that is okay. It is so rude, and people need to stop doing that. Can I, I want to just, I, I just want to caveat to that. What I yeah. think is ruder than talking on your phone while you're at the register is being on speakerphone or FaceTime while you're at the register. <laughs> Like, what the fuck is that all about? <laughs> Don't understand. I actually have a friend who who does that. And I'm not really concerned about her hearing it because she's never going to hear these episodes. <laughs> um, and it kind of annoys me. It really, mm. it really does annoy me because it, instead of just, you know, saying hold on or one moment or whatever... It, she continues to have this conversation while she's at a, at a register. Anyway, I I can't really say anything, but just it's, it, it truly is a pet peeve. And, and I make it a point if I happen to be behind the register and I'm serving a client, I will not stay quiet. I will ask you every goddamn question imaginable. I don't give a shit. I will make your conversation so uncomfortable and interrupt every chance that I get. Because if you can't have the courtesy 
to respond to me or give me your attention while you're in, in front of the register for that two, three minutes, you don't deserve any kindness from me. Mm. Point. So guys, if you're ever at the CVS in Vancouver, because that's where <laughs> she works. Are there any CVSs in Canada? <laughs> I, it's probably a CBS. Oh, okay, CBS. Yeah. <laughs> Canadian Broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same logo, but it's just CBS. Exactly, exactly. But if you're at the one in Vancouver, you <laughs> just don't go to that one because that's the one she works in. Was I in Vancouver last week as well? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you jump around with a mask on. That's true. That's true. I have one more pet peeve. Go on. Lottery addicts. <laughs> Wait, there's more. <laughs> Lottery addicts who can't even muster a hello when they are when greeted at the register before they start barking their lottery requests. Like they come up to the register and before I could even say anything to them, like, hello, how can I help you? Whatever. They want this, that, and the other. I stopped a guy last night. Was it last night that I was working? Yes. And, I, and he, <clears throat> he, he barked his, his order at me and I stopped and I said, hi, how are you? And I said it exactly like that. And he looked at me and he's like, fine, fine, ma'am. How are you? Like, that's, it's just rude. And then you were like, who the fuck are you calling ma'am? Seriously. <laughs> I've gotten over the whole thing about being called ma'am. I remember the first time I was called ma'am. I was probably like 20, 21. I was like, mm-hmm. for real? For real? But now it's just like, all right, I'm a ma'am. <clears throat> well, also it's regional. Because it's like, you know, if you're in parts of the United States where you're in the South... You could be like a 15-year-old working in a liquor store, which is common in the South. Wow. And and someone could call you ma'am. Like, I love when people call me sir, and I love when people call me Mr. Palladino, because I do not stop them. I love formality from strangers. If I know you, it's obnoxious. Like, I yeah. barely don't even want my daughter to call me dad. Like, I want her to call me my first name. But I'm just saying, my point is, I hate formality. Like, it just formality just annoys me but I just feel like when strangers do it it's like and I've said this on the show before like when I meet someone and they're like like hi how are you what is your name oh my name is Colleen oh hi Colleen how nice to meet you what is your name my name is Francesco hi hi Frank what what yeah that's not what What? no like you I've known you for 327 decades like the reality (laughs) is and uh, we look fucking good bro we look fucking great. Yeah, let's go. go to our Instagram. You'll see. We be looking hot. We smoking. We tight. Shit is tight. Shit is mold. Stuff ain't <laughs> jiggling. Stuff is good. Stuff in the places where it's supposed to be. Nothing is jiggling. Nothing. Except where it's supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, I mean, if you said to me, douchebag, I wouldn't be offended. You could call me anything. I wouldn't care. Fuck up my pronoun. I don't care. Whatever you want to do do it but as somebody i don't know i find it offensive that's why like when people are like oh trans people always want to be called by the right pronoun i'm like they don't fucking know you of course they want to be called by the right pronoun you don't fucking know them yeah you don't know them don't walk up to people and think you know how to call them yeah so me- go ahead why would you want your daughter to not call you dad i was making an extreme example oh okay <laughs> can oh. we get back can we get back to your complaints that's it I, my, oh. my list is done my list is done <laughs> oh my god god just when you think anchovies were the worst thing she was gonna say tonight hell no yeah no, i i encounter and going back to that our previous episode we were talking about work if you're a kind person if you're a courteous and nice person do not go into retail retail sucks Mm-hmm. It really, truly does. Yeah, look at my Instagram. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> your 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 post earlier this week was great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're uh, we are. You know, you get to a certain point in your life where, at least for me, that's why I always give you credit for doing what you do. Because for me, I'm just like I can't see myself ever doing it again. Um, I did it for a long time. 
and it was a means for survival. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's very belittling too. It's like the way companies treat people too. Absolutely. Like, you know, like the amount of work they want you to do for the amount of money they give you is just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> but back to other things. Yes. Back to anchovies. No. <laughs> So anyway, speaking of anchovies, let's give um, Coco some time to cool off because we're going to go to commercial right now or PSA or whatever happens when we're not on the air. All, all we know is that we're going to fill your ears with beautiful sounds. All right. So hang in there. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Chris from the production team. You are listening to later this week with Coco and Fran. Yeah. He's my spirit animal. I love him so much. You know the number of times I watch it with Jen and she's like, yeah, you would have done that. Yeah. (laughs) Like every time he takes out the, um, the hand sanitizer for something, she's like, yeah, that's you. Totally. Yeah. Um, So they won for... Best actor, best actress, best supporting both son and daughter. Yeah. Uh, for comedy series. They won for best comedy series. They won for the episode, the last, the writing of the last episode, and they won for director. Those are the ones I know for sure. Wow. Yeah, I don't even know all of them. I know they, they won, won nine. nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So... You know what I was going to ask you, because I know you actually watched the show. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Um, Where was, do you know where Emily Hampshire was? Oh, on the Emmys? Yeah, like, was she there? I don't, I didn't see her. Okay. Um, But I don't know where they were. They were in Toronto, I think. I'm not sure. Okay. Ooh, dinner has been served. Go ahead and eat. No, no, no. I'm not going to eat while I'm recording. (laughs) Who cares? No. God knows we've done worse. (laughs) Um, But anyway, uh, yeah, they were like in Toronto or something. I don't know, but they were outside, which was fantastic. Yeah. Um, But you know what? Honestly... You know, you watch a show for people who've never seen the show before. Um, I don't, I watch a lot of TV and that's only because I'm, you know, aspiring and writing for TV, but um, I don't love everything I watch. A lot of things I watch because for me, they're like essentially background noise. Yeah. Um, and I also just want to get the exposure with certain things. But also keep in mind, when I don't watch a particular show, I still know what it is. And mm-hmm. I kind of know who's on it and kind of the gist of the show. But I think it's funny because with Shit's Creek, I watched it not thinking it was what it is. What did you think it was? I certainly, certainly thought it was going to be a comedy. But never thought that it was actually going to dig deep emotionally like it does. I think the character development was really, really well done. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they took uh, a family, a wealthy family and displaced them because of loss of money. Um, But they, you fell in love with these characters that, yeah, they may have come off as vacuous and shallow, but they, there was, there's definitely, more to them there was a lot of depth to them and very there was just there's just something about them that you fall in love with Mm -hmm. and i really like i really like that with their characters Mm -hmm. because essentially the characters the more you watch it are they're victims of their own environment Mm -hmm. like like for instance like the mom and dad have a whole backstory that i don't up till season five really isn't extensively explored as far as like their upbringing, Mm -hmm. but certainly, you know, their children were raised in very, very, a very, very wealthy family since birth. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Very privileged since birth. Yeah. So you think, well, wow, of course, they've never been exposed. They've never been exposed to a struggle. They've never slept on a bad bed sheet, you know, yeah. and suddenly they're exposed to that. Not only are they exposed to that, but they're also exposed to people that are so different than they are to the point where they fall in love with people that are so different than they are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you think about it as such a small dynamic, but see people on their, like people who don't write don't understand how easy it would have been to make that show fall apart. The idea of the show, the concept, yeah. you know, don't just think to yourself on a very easy level, like, Oh, we're going to take a bunch of these rich people and put them in a place that they've never been before. Okay. Now that's survivor. Okay. Exactly. Or now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or the real world. Right. Yeah. That's, that you know they went a step further like i think about the work when i watch the show the development of the characters mm-hmm. and i think about the work you know um and also the fact that the show is so like inclusive and when you watch it you know realistically if they were in some small town and you're dealing with gay topics there might be people who are homophobic Mm-hmm. right yeah but there is this idea that like everyone kind of loves everyone yes you know even for their stupidity in some cases yeah um so i don't know that's kind of what i enjoyed about the show and i also think the casting is phenomenal phenomenal oh absolutely absolutely i i David is your spirit animal. I think Moira is mine. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why, but I love her. I think you're more Stevie. Uh, maybe a combo. Maybe a combo. Because you're so, you are Stevie. I'm not as cynical as her. Mm. I, don't, I don't think like mm. you, you, you think I'm wrong. <laughs> Just put it this way, Stevie should be working at the CVS in Vancouver. <laughs> well, you know, like I, I think that um I don't know. I I I don't know what I'm trying to say. I Let's, don't either. <laughs> we will edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why are we now editing the stupidity? We would have no show. Okay. <laughs> we will keep this in. <laughs> I'm going to keep talking so it's hard to edit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, it's a really great, it's a great show. And then, you know, I read some of the things that you had told me about um, that were posted. Because I didn't know until you told me about the whole Leslie Jones thing. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So... I mean, for those of you who don't know, Leslie Jones had made some comment with an emoji rolling its eyes and it turned into a thing because she said, this is why I don't watch the Emmys. And people assumed it was because she was so mad at Schitt's Creek winning so many awards. Um, But you know what? She double talked because a lot of the things she was tweeting was then opposing what she was tweeting. And it was like, dude, if you don't like the show, that's your prerogative. Yeah. You can say, I've never seen the show, but I don't like it. Because that makes you sound really good when you say stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I'm being sarcastic, but um, <laughs> that makes you sound so brilliant when you're like, never seen it, but I don't like it. Exactly. I just, I just think that it was, you know, of course people are going to infer based on the timing of her post people are going to infer that she's referring directly to Schitt's Creek winning all of those, all of those awards in that particular category, you know? So her coming back saying, uh, I love how you guys are just assuming that I'm thinking about a particular show, but she kept saying, I never mentioned any show. I never said any show, but I mean, are are we to assume? I don't know. I just think that it was a, a very passive aggressive comment, a very passive aggressive post. 
this is my whole thing. Mm. <clears throat> this is my rule of thumb. Okay. I in life sporadically watch award shows. I'm going to tell you right now, the award shows that I watch the most mm-hmm. are music our music award shows. Why? Because I love to see musical performances, even if they're people that I don't necessarily listen to, even if they're people that everyone my age in the room doesn't know who they are. And I'm the only one who knows the reality is, is that I like music shows because they move fast and there's a performance every five seconds. Yeah. I feel like when you watch the Academy Awards or watch the Emmys, except for the few songs that are nominated, there really aren't any performances. It's just talking and walking the whole time. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So I feel like if you're someone who is in the entertainment industry and you are not nominated and maybe you just have a few friends that are nominated, maybe you just watch it for your friends and then turn it off. Yeah. I think so. It's like it. this, this awards show was no different than any other award show other than the sense that it was not a live audience. Mm. You know, there was no, there was that social distancing thing, but it's, but like you said, award shows are notoriously boring and slow paced. So Mm -hmm. know what you're getting into when you're, when you're watching this. So, so to say that she was bored or, or I don't know why I'm watching this. It's like, okay. And I always have an issue with red carpet. I always have an issue with red crop carpet follow-up shows. I always have issues with those. I can't stand those. I can't, rule of thumb, I can't stand any show where the whole premise is for people to sit around and recap and talk about something else, like another show. Like, I, I it's like, football players who sit around talking about like right now we're talking about Shit's Creek, but we're not talking about it episode per episode. We're kind of like, dude, if you want to see it, go turn it on. Like, and you should, because if you haven't seen it, you should. Right. So like when you're watching like any of those ESPN, like recap of the Super Bowl or recap of the award show fashion to me, I'm like, I can't, I can't sit through that. Like, what do these people know better than I do? Like, that I got to hear your your opinion. Yeah. You know, and the war and the red carpet to me, I really feel like the red carpet should be eliminated. If actors want to continue to be taken seriously, mm-hmm. they need to stop because the whole time they walk the red carpet, they wear expensive clothes, and then they complain the next day that someone said something bad about their necklace. Yeah, it's so, and it's, it just seems so vacuous. Like, who are you wearing? What, like, who cares? Yep. Who cares? Really? I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I'd be like, I'm wearing um, Zellers. You're wearing your camo onesie. <laughs> yes. It's funny that picture that you posted, the miserable look on your face was very similar to the miserable look on my face when I took a onesie Christmas photo with my sisters. I remember that. Uh, you know, I may I may now have to post that, but it was such well, a, I mean, the picture came out great. But I don't know how the fuck people wear onesies. Like how okay, I don't know how the fuck grown ass people can wear onesies on the regular. And let's add something to that. Yes. Grown big ass people. <laughs> I thought onesies were like one size fits all type deal, though. They're not. They don't fit everybody. No. No. But anyway, on that note, we're going to go to commercial break because we have sponsors who support us and they have have to tell you all kinds of things. Um, So we're going to go to commercial now. We'll be right back. Vous êtes à l'écoute de later this week avec Coco et Fran. You are listening to Nintendo Switch with Coco and Friends. Are you done taking snapshots? We're back. <laughs> Listen, you have abused me with your snapshots of me. Taking them in the most inopportune moments like this one. 
Mm-hmm. With, you look my great. My face is wonky. My eyes are sleepy. This is how you do it. So payback is a bitch. You always look like Eliza Minnelli who was hitting the head. Thanks. That's a compliment. Really? Mm-hmm. Liza Minnelli today. Isn't she dead? <laughs> <laughs> no. She's not? Liza Minnelli did not die. Seriously. Did she? Did she? Hold on, let's look it up. Because if she's dead, then you're basically saying that I look like a zombie. Um, no, she didn't die. Really? Okay. I thought maybe. She... No. So she's still alive? She's... Yes. She, she's not looking great, though, now. Well, she's she's 93. So you're saying that I look like a 93-year-old woman. I'm lying. She's 74. But... All right. Yeah. Listen. You just have to stop getting hit in the face with so many dicks. <laughs> I, I can't help it. I can't resist the urge. <laughs> oh, Christ. That'll be our video show. But anyway, um, shitsies, creeksies. Oh, by the way, before I forget, yes. before we get too far down, shits creek. Yeah. I need us to really talk about how important it is that people send us these spooky, spiritual, scary stories. Yes. Um, So we plan to have some really interesting episodes for the month of October. And we'd love to hear from our audience um, if you've ever experienced anything scary, unexplained, supernatural, whatever. Send us emails. You could even record a voice memo on your phone and you should be able to kind of save that and email it somehow. I'm sure y'all are technologically adept with things and you could figure this stuff out. But yeah, send us send us your your spooky stories or encounters or whatever and and we will either read it or play it in a future episode. So here's your chance, mm-hmm. here's your chance to get a shout out from Coco and Fran. And if you don't send in enough stories, I will be forced to read from a book that is called, I have it in my office. Hold on. I can't see it from here. The Haunting of America. And I will read it in a bad British accent. So if you don't send us the story. And I will be forced to read it, read from the Bible. (laughs) I will read you chapters and verses. If you do. In a bad. In a bad Middle Eastern accent. Exactly. If you don't send us content. <laughs> Can you do a bad Middle Eastern accent? No, Can I hear not one? really. Why? Well, because I don't know what a bad Middle Eastern... Well, just what about a Middle Eastern accent? I am not going to do this right now. I mean, I could do an Italian, like, on cue. I, I, don't, I don't know what a Middle Eastern accent would be. Stop it. Your peeps are mad. <laughs> Great, now we're not going to get any scary stories from the Middle East. Oh, wait a minute. We've got to do a shout-out. I posted a video imploring my Canadian friends and family to listen to our show, share it, because right now the United States is killing everyone in terms of numbers of (laughs) listenerships. But we have a new country listening to us. Your favorite place, France. So shout out to all of our French listeners. Welcome to later this week. I wish I had prepared a a little message in French, but maybe that'll happen later. Well, I'm going to say something to them in French. Okay. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? Bonne nuit, mi amor. Make sure you wear a condom. <laughs> Catherine Deneuve. <laughs> listen, I'm listen, I'm very happy of my French people. Are you? I am cuz listen, I'm going to tell you a little secret. The origin of my last name is French. Is it really? Mhm. It's Paladine. Hmm, what does that mean? It's one of those those guys, those those knights with the little mustache and their striped shirt. What do they do? 
Make cheese. I don't know. <laughs> Make cheese. <laughs> they worked for Jean-Paul Gaultier. Nice. You're just bringing out all the French, uh, French words. <laughs> but I really want, like, honestly, for the French people out there who speak English, who I'm assuming if you're in France and you're listening to the show, you probably speak it. Leave us the message. Even if it's in French and you don't feel like you can speak English properly or you're embarrassed, like, who cares? We don't speak English properly. Certainly not Fran. <laughs> you know how I'll speak. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I want anybody from the other countries. I mean, even the Philippines. We got the Philippines. The Philippines, yes. Let's do it. <laughs> let's hear from our, from our, uh, mm-hmm. and de- you know what would make my day? If our German listeners left a message in German, Stop it. like I'd have to change my underwear after. Why? <laughs> I love out of that language. Mm. Yeah. Well, we don't want anyone from the Philippines leaving Tagalog on our machine. Have you ever heard Tagalog? I yeah, I had a I had a friend who was. Uh, from the Philippines um, when mm-hmm. I was in high school. She was, yeah. she was one of my best friends. Talk about another language that sounds like a cold metal chair rolling down a metal staircase. Wow. Bum, bum. There goes of all of our Filipinos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. Tell me something I don't know. <sighs> so anyway, so uh, later this creek... <laughs> Which is my favorite title for this show. But I don't know if that's what's going to happen because our producers, they get our episodes, right? This is the process. We record our episodes, okay? Coco goes in and supervises the editing process. Lots of times the crew members aren't always the best because of the budget we're on. So sometimes they don't listen to her. That's true. And then the episode goes to our producers and our producers are so busy doing shows that are actually like popular. So they barely pay attention to us. And then they come up with the title of the show, but I keep pushing. Okay. Um, to Lewis and Marvin and Sarah, all of our producers, I say to them, I'm like, can we just name it later? This Creek. We'll see if it actually makes it onto the episode. <laughs> So I don't know, but I thought it later this creek is. So great. if we're gonna call it later this creek, what else do you want to talk about with regards to the show? Oh well, I feel like what was interesting is when you and I were texting back and forth because this is what we do. We're not allowed to talk anymore no. because what happens is we get <laughs> we start having these episode. Meetings. This is what happens. Frank says he's got a window of opportunity to talk on the phone between, you know, this, this hour and this hour. And somehow it aligns with my availability. So then we get on the phone and we start talking about all of this interesting stuff. And then I interrupt him midway and I say, this should be fucking recorded. Like, this should be part of our episodes. Why are we just having this random conversation right now? Because this is the, the basis of our podcast, us having these conversations so i told him going forward he and i are not allowed to talk on the phone during the week ever we could text each other you know if we need to talk on the phone for for business related issues by all means but when it comes to us catching up or 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 whatever discussing anything we're saving it for our recordings which gives us or gives our listeners a little um extra bonus that these are going to be even more unplanned <laughs> and very rough around their edges so if you like it rough keep listening so when sarah marty and lester want to have meetings yes we can have those on. i like how even in the middle of this recording our production team changed <laughs> Listen, they've got popular shows to work on, so we lose producers all the time, okay? They're working on Joe Rogan. (laughs) The turnover rate for our show is horrible. (laughs) How many people can say 
that they have people from the Philippines and France listening? No one. No one. Even shows in the Philippines because no one has a radio. That's true. <laughs> You're so <laughs> awful. <laughs> Listen, we're here joking. If anyone takes it seriously, you can do one of two things. You can turn the channel or you can go fuck yourself. Two very valid things to do. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll also say it in French for my French listeners. Listeners. Zugal I'll fuck you. We have alienated everyone in the world. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, let's get back to Shit's Creek. So we're not allowed to talk, but when we do talk, we text. Mm -hmm. Because that's our texting now. It's talking and texting. So what I said was, you know, yeah, I'm in the middle of re-watching it, okay? But Coco says, well, I haven't seen it in a while. And I'm like, okay. I'm on the fifth season right now, and even though I'm re-watching it, I wouldn't be able to really talk deeply about the first season because I've been through so many episodes. Mm-hmm. So the reality is, is that we can still discuss, you know, like, what was the reason for you watching it? What was the thing that, like, got you attracted to it? Because I know you're hard-headed. It's hard for you to watch a show. If if I watch the first episode of any, uh, any show, in particular, let's just let's just say a comedy show if it makes me laugh like a genuinely laugh in the first episode i'm hooked and i loved it and it made me laugh my sister and i we were dying we were in tears david's mannerisms his his everything about him i was in tears laughing and mm-hmm. it was it was constant it was constant but then it was just but then it became more than just the laughter it became poignant it became touching it became it, it was like all of that stuff and i just absolutely loved the 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 flow of it but it, mm-hmm. it usually you know sometimes you you start watching a show it, t- it might have a little bit of a slow burn like it it doesn't it doesn't you know you got to give it a couple of episodes and to me sometimes i think is is it worth staying if it doesn't kind of grasp you at the beginning i don't know yeah there are definitely shows that that um improve dramatically greatly from one season to another so but just with with shits creek it just it it pulled me in right away mhm <clears throat> i think that um the first season was good mm-hmm. But I wouldn't even say it was the best season. I would say that as the show progressed. Yeah. Because it never, I think the appeal of the show was they left on such a high mark. They left on like such a high note. Yeah. That there are so many shows I won't even name that I loved in my lifetime Mm -hmm. that I honestly have to say I held on for two to three more seasons and I wish I did. Yeah. Oh, and I just I just held on because it was the sheer like, um, I don't know, anticipation of where it was going to go. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but um, I think with Chits Creek, I think they definitely, you know, they moved the mark. I always what I'm always finding really interesting is when you create those type of characters that are so specific. Yeah. Especially the characters of Moira and David. Yes. Do you do you think that those actors are? I'm not saying that they won't go on, but don't you think that when they do other things, people are going to want to see Moira and David? Oh, absolutely. I think they're 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 the. I I I I think it's easy to say the iconic cast members or characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moira, because of her 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 fashion, even David, I loved his his style. Like I, I mm-hmm. loved his style, but Moira, like her her fashion, her wigs, her her mannerisms, and just the way she talks, it just you you. How do you not love her? <laughs> mm-hmm. And any actor I know who watched the show was like, we all knew somebody like that at one point or another. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and it's also because she was so aloof. Yes. 
she was so aloof. Like she didn't realize how self-centered she was at times. She didn't realize how like ridiculous she was at times. Like anyone who dresses the way she did to go have lunch in a diner. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that though. I mean, that's, that's her. That's, that's just the way she is. I mean, you, you never see her wearing jeans. You never see her wearing leggings. That's just, you know, you can't expect anything less from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but it's just interesting to me, you know, to see like <clears throat> where those characters go. Mm-hmm. But I think iconically speaking, I don't think that those characters are done. Like besides the fact of all the talk of like them making a movie and then making holiday specials. Like, I think that cast is going to be like, you give them 10 years, tops, tops. And it's going to be like Will and Grace. They're going to do a reboot of that show. That would be really cool, though, because just to, you know, I'm glad they ended where they did, where they didn't now extend, okay, you know, how is David doing now that he's married? And what are the rest of the family members doing? Like, I'm glad they ended it where 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 they did but then like you said if 10 years from now they decide to do a, a kind of like a reboot it would be awesome to see where all of the where they all ended up you know mm-hmm. I, I love that yeah um there's a lot of shows i'd love to see a reboot of but i don't think they could ever be done such as the golden girls oh god well, first of all, none of them but, but B. Arthur are still alive. B. Arthur's dead too. Sorry, Betty White. <laughs> I was gonna say you brought <laughs> Betty White's the only one that's alive. It's gonna be a very sad day when she passes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's tired. Yeah. She's like, I'm over this. <laughs> I remember watching some award show some program where they kind of like brought her out on stage and she like it was really sad it really truly was sad and you can see like when a person hits a certain age i don't want to say there's dementia but there's there's clearly there's a lack of something going on right and i just hate it when they they usher you know seniors out onto the stage and have them like talk and i'm just like let the woman rest for fuck's sake you know, just leave her alone. I mean, I'm sure she, I ha- <clears throat> she enjoyed doing it, but she needs the rest. <laughs> I have a comment that we can then segue back to Shit's Creek. Okay. But I had that same moment that you're discussing about Betty White was when, if you haven't seen this clip, listeners, Coco, Google it after we're done recording, Google it while you're listening. But you pull up the clip of when they did that Tina Turner musical. Okay. On Broadway. Yeah. And it was opening night mm-hmm. and the car pulls up and Tina Turner gets out and it's like packed with paparazzi and camera crews are everywhere. And Oprah goes over to get Tina to like help her, <laughs> like to walk her to the theater. Yeah. And, you know, she's definitely older like and you haven't seen her in a long time so it's hard like you watch it and you go because that's not the tina you're thinking exactly and that's the hard part it is when you see someone who who was like in tina's case she's she's a firecracker when she performs she doesn't stop Mm -hmm. and then when you see someone i mean age does that obviously so but you you always have this particular vision of someone and then it it's kind of devastating when you see that that they're not at their full capacity it didn't do it to share she's not human (laughs) i mean let's be honest she's not human listen if i could turn back time coco (laughs) (laughs) how many how much of her is actually biological Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, say what you will about like people talk about her surgery. I'm just like, aside from surgery, you can get all the surgery in the world. It's not going to give you the energy that woman has. Like 
when you see her in interviews too, and you see a photo of her side by side, like they're like, this is Cher in 1997. This is Cher today. And you're like, what? Exactly. Oh yeah. She looks, I mean, I think she looks great. I, you know, she's, she's, I I don't have anything bad to say about her, but she's just not human. (laughs) That's not, that's not a bad thing to say. Exactly. But anyway, the Tina Turner comment, because I go into Shit's Creek and I talk about simply the best. Oh, shit. That was a great scene. Go ahead. And let's talk my way. Talk me through this. Well, scene. I mean, just from memory. Oh, here we go. Your memory. Fuck it. She's going to go right into another. Oh, show. my. She's going to start talking There's about. A... No, I start... don't remember who was, who was actually singing it. It was David who was singing it. No. Oh, God. <laughs> Frank just left. I'm by myself now. Frank, come back. Francesco. You're going to be, you're, you, you're the one who saw that episode more recently than I did. So you're going to have to talk about it. I'm sorry. Who, who sang it, though? <sighs> She's going to go into telling you about an episode of Friends. Just get ready. I think it was David. Okay. Was it David who sang it? Yes, it was David who sang it. Are you gonna help me out? Or no, just gonna- I want to hear. I want to hear how you remembered this. Go ahead. I don't remember it. I know it was in the apothecary. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're just gonna let me flounder, aren't you? Mm-hmm. You suck. You know, there's gonna be a lot of dead air that I have to edit out now. Why do you have to edit out dead air? We're thinking. There's momentum here. Mm. You don't have to edit anything. Mm. I won't give you dead air. Okay, so listen. <laughs> it was it was it was David's lip syncing to Patrick. Yes. But prior to that scene, Patrick was doing a little uh, song for David. Yes. And what song did he do? Colleen? Acoustic song of I don't remember. Simply the best. Was it the same song? Oh. Oh my God. She's terrible. That was the whole reason why he lip synced the song to him because it was the same song. Oh, Casey, I don't remember. You probably didn't know while you were watching it. (laughs) Of course I did. No, you didn't. What season was that? End of four or five. Okay, so. Probably like a year and a half ago, two years ago that I watched it. My point is, is that it was a really pivotal scene in the show. And the fact that you didn't know it was the same song. I don't remember. I listen. I I want people to leave the scene, but I'm sure when, when I was watching it, I knew it was the same song. She didn't shut up. I want everyone to leave really mean voicemails. To Coco, and I also want everyone to get Leslie Jones and tweet her. <laughs> tweet her what? That Coco doesn't know <laughs> who Tina Turner is. I'm gonna start a rumor. Coco doesn't know who Tina Turner is. Wow. wow. <laughs> Continue with your story. I I mean, God, if anybody could set a hot air balloon on fire, it's you. <laughs> you're so mean well listen you know it was like was that the same song (laughs) wow i mean you really are up shit's creek i am i am i am i'm not gonna when 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 dementia sets in i really am not (laughs) there i'm gonna cart your ass up on stage like your betty (laughs) was And I'm going to make you play the $10,000 pyramid. That's what I'm going to do. Can we do that? I would love it. Seriously. We're going to have That's like we're going to have to do a video of us playing that game. That was one of my ideas the second time we were going to do Stonewall. And remember how we had 2 hours to do it and record it? <laughs> you have very you have very lofty ambitions when it comes to us. <laughs> Listen, I I I believe if you want to do it, you can do it. All right. You may not be able to sleep or eat, 
but you can do it. But here's the thing. How do you want to do this? Come on, let's let's plan out because God knows I can't talk to you on the phone. So let's talk about how we're going to do this. The $10,000 pyramid? Yeah. Well, I think we can do it, it, it the same way that we we did, you know, the Golden Girls trivia. But one of us could actually do a board where we literally have those categories and we we go across like I think it's very easy. Here's the problem. Yes. We can't come up with the board. Someone else has to because neither one of us needs to know what's on the board. Mm. Yes. See what I mean? So Chris is going to have to do that. And he's in production with the Joe Rogan show. So I don't know if he's busy. That's true. Maybe we'll. He's also. Maybe we'll he's doing Tracy, Jenny, Jenny McCarthy too. Maybe we'll ask Tracy, Steve, or John if they have um, <clears throat> no. time. You mean Sarah, Lester, or Kevin? Them too. I mean, we just lost more staff members. <laughs> in the middle of this episode. We lost nine staff members. Staff members. Yeah, I think we should go to commercial. You think? Yeah, we have sponsorships that have are waiting. Good lord, this is going to be a long episode. That's okay. okay. We'll go to commercial and then we come back. We'll say bye. Okay, we'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're back. Yes, goodness. And, mm, that was a long break, but it was yummy. <laughs> Guys, I just want to give a shout out to CBS in Vancouver for sponsoring us with all our band-aids and our alcohol mm, and our chewing gum. And ch- mm. Yes. <laughs> what was that called? Oh, and deodorant. Mm, yes. So anyway, so... As I said, we're going to do the $10,000 pyramid. Um, And I know that we're coming to the end of the episode. So what I want to say is make sure that you are sending us stories. Now, I'm told by my production team that the voicemail capacity is not large enough. So we we have to be specific here. So when you go to our anchor, when you go to anchor, or the the link in our in our um, on our Instagram bio, you could record a sixty second voice message for us through Anchor. What we're asking our listeners for the month of October is to send us a voice memo through your phone of a scary story or or some kind of event in your life that was scary or unexplained. Send it to us either through voice memo or just type it up old fashioned in an email and we could read it on on the air. Um, So however, which way you want to do it, that would be great. But if you just want to send us a quick little feedback, go to the Anchor app and record that 60 second message. Beautiful. So she clarified that. Yes. Now, now remember, for people who know us personally, I'm not going to give out our number, but if you know us personally, certainly text us mm-hmm. a voicemail message. Um, and if you can't send a voicemail message, send me a dirty, dirty gift that I haven't seen yet. But yes, we love dirty gifts. I love gifts and gifts. Both. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So anyway, um, thank you for joining us tonight on um, Later This Creek. Later This Creek. <laughs> David and Moira. <laughs> Ew, David. Ew. Have a good night, everyone. Night, night. Hey, everybody! Oh, yeah! Baby, it's on the Oh, yeah! 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 Oh,